Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. She is the number nine ranked recruit for the class of 2022. Uh, she is committed to NC State. She's a junior national champion. She's an Arizona state champion. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Please welcome Kennedy Noble. Kennedy, how's it going? Hi, good. How are you? doing well thank you uh i mean i'm excited you know as we just discussed off camera we've got a lot to talk about today um so let's let's start with the current um you recently committed <clears throat> to nc state just 10 days ago no nope, 12 days ago got my d you know quarantines got my timeline all mixed up um <clears throat> how how have things been going for you and just in the past couple of weeks, you know, obviously everyone's in such a different spot with this COVID-19 pandemic and, and quarantine. Um, what's what's life for you been like these last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's been really um, interesting because um, obviously coronavirus is still a thing. And um, but it's getting to the point where people are kind of ignoring it and like going about their daily life a little bit more. And so um, that's just weird, um, but um, it's it's been good. I've been getting really good pool time. Um, I'm practicing from five to seven every morning, um, Monday through Friday. So it's a little brutal um, <laughs> to wake up at like four thirty every morning, um, but it's it's worth the pool time. I mean, it's it's better than nothing. Like for sure, I'm so grateful for it. Um, and then committing to NC State has been so exciting. Um, it I never expected to commit so early. I was I would think that I was going to wait a bit longer. Um, and then and I wasn't even looking at NC State like in the beginning. Like that wasn't really like one of my top schools. And I even told Coach Braden that. <laughs> and um, he's like, you know what, like let's just like, let's just do a few calls and see how you feel. And I'm like, all right, like, sure. And every single call I had with him and the coaching staff and even the team, it just, it got better and better. Like it, they just surprised me every single time. Not surprised me. I would say I just loved it. Like I loved the school more and more every single time I um, talked to them and it was just my vibe. Like, I just feel like I'd fit in so well um, I'm already talking to the swimmers on the team, like texting them and stuff. And, um, it's, it's just, it's awesome. I, I'm like, I have no doubts at all. Like, it's great. That, I mean, that sounds like a really great feeling. It's, it's great to have that feeling of, all right, this is, this is where I belong. This is where I fit. I, I've talked to a lot of, um, you know, kid, uh, kids in your class, kids in the class above you, you know, lots of high school recruits and, um, I mean, it seems like it's just all about where each individual fits best. And uh, if you find your fit, it seems like that seems like a good place to be in. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned, oh, I never would have thought that 
I, I would uh, commit this early. And, mm -hmm. you know, this certainly a trend we've seen in the in the past few years of, you know, juniors, juniors committing in the fall of their uh, in the fall of their junior year, as opposed to maybe the norm, you know, five or so years back was seniors committing in the fall of their senior season after they would go on their recruiting trips. Um, so yeah. what, what was that process like for you of not even committing early, but just looking early, you know, starting that process? I'm, I'm assuming, you know, summer of your sophomore year. Yeah, no, it was a bit overwhelming. Um, I would say I like I came in like I knew what I wanted, but I didn't really know what I want. And um, after like having calls with different schools and stuff, I started picking out like the things that I really loved and wanted in a program. And um, that was sports psychology. I love sports psychology and having like majoring in psychology and um, obviously having a great swim team, just a great vibe. Um, I, I, it was just, it was just great. Like I knew, like, I just, I don't know. It was, but it was great. Yeah. I've, I pretty much, it was a really weird year. Um, just hearing from my teammate, Jaden, um, he had his recruiting process two years ago and he got to go on his visits, like his, his official visits, go to football games and see everyone in person. And, um, and it's a lot different for me. And so, um, I didn't know what to expect going into it and, um, thank the Lord for technology, um, that has really, really helped throughout this, um, to be able to see people's faces, um, lots of zoom calls for sure. I'm like living on zoom. Uh, <laughs> You're telling but, me. <laughs> <laughs> the zoom calls have really helped because I get to see people's faces and that, that honestly tells a lot. And I've had zoom calls with the swim team and stuff. And it's like, it's like a sleepover virtually, you know, um, it's, it's super fun though. Yeah. It was, it was good. Yeah. And honestly, I can't, imagine that people went through pandemics like this, you know, a hundred years ago when there wasn't this kind of technology. It's like, how yeah. did I, yeah, different times, man. But, um, you, you mentioned, you know, that, that when you started that recruiting process, when you started just your process of looking at schools, it was a bit overwhelming. What, what, um, tools did you kind of find that, that helped you make it less overwhelming, just organize it a little more and say, okay, let's take this one step at a time and, and, and I can, you know, get through this process. Yeah. Um, I'm that kind of person who loves lists. I'm super OCD. And mm -hmm. so, um, I would say it was a lot more scrambled than I thought I would be <laughs> throughout this process, but, um, I like to write things out. And so like during every single call, I would write things out, like things, any information that was important or, pretty much everything. I wrote so much. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, especially in the beginning, I just listened to everything, like everything they had to say, everything that they offer. And I wrote it all out and pretty much like listened to myself, like what caught my eye more and what didn't. Um, and I, that's how I figured out what I liked and what I didn't. And so then I made another list saying, what I wanted. Cause I kind of figured out what I wanted as I was starting the recruiting process. And, um, 
because I, 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 I didn't know much about like how specified you can get in your major, like that, that kind of stuff or internships. And uh, I started just writing down lists of what I really, really want in a school. And then I just went through that checklist and I got down to a few schools that had everything. And it just came down to what I'm a super vibe person. I love like reading people's vibes and stuff. And so that's literally what it came down to. Like, where am I going to fit in the most? Like, where am I going to really enjoy my time? I think that is, is really helpful for anyone who is starting that recruiting process, especially at, at such a, you know, at such a young age, you're, you're 15, you're 16, you're just <laughs> discovering, um, you're just discovering who you are as a human being. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and like you said, that can be a really overwhelming process and just, just listing out, okay, let's think about me. Let's think about what I want, what's going to fit best for me and what I'm looking for. And I think that's, that's super helpful. And, it, and it's cool to hear that you were able to do that, kind of compartmentalize some of those things and, uh, and ultimately, you know, find a school you think that you're going to fit well, you're, you're going to vibe well with. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> That's, that's, that's super cool. Um, so let's, I, I, let's get a little bit of your history. Uh, Kennedy Noble, your first name's apparently Helen. Where, where'd Kennedy come from? Is that your middle name? Yes, it's my middle name. So I'm named after my great grandma um, and her name's Helen Kennedy. And um, I, I don't know, I didn't choose to go by Kennedy. My parents just called me Kennedy growing up. Um, I, I'm gonna like expose myself. I didn't know my name was Helen until like, I was like five. Uh, <laughs> I was never called Helen. Um, and I didn't even think about my middle name. I guess when you're five, you're not like thinking about that. I don't know. I don't know what's right or wrong, but, um, I, uh, always went by Kennedy. Um, and, um, I, I just, Helen's kind of an old name. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I prefer Kennedy a lot more. No hate towards Helen, but yeah, I like my <laughs> uh, I think that makes sense. Hey, that, that, that's a funny story. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't even know your name was Helen until five. I, oh. I, I remember being somewhere between the ages of five and 10, and I knew my middle name, but I, didn't, I wasn't 100% on how to spell it because it's like uh, my parents had like referred to me as my middle name is Hawkins. So I'm Coleman Hawkins. I was named okay. after this, this jazz musician named Coleman Hawkins. And yeah. uh, yeah, I like, I had never written down the the name Hawkins. So it was kind of like, <laughs> I guess if I need to write this, I can, but uh, we're just gonna, gonna wing it and see if it turns out right or not. So I totally relate to that problem. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, Kennedy Noble, when did you start uh, in the pool? When, when did you start swimming? So I did rec swimming when I was like eight, probably. Like I started when I was around eight. Um, I feel like I started a little later, um, especially with rec swimming. Like people start when they're like four and stuff. Well, my parents literally like, they just put me in the pool for safety. They wanted me to be able to know how to swim. Um, so I do like lessons, like just water safety. Um, we have, we had pools. There's literally every Arizona home has a pool. So that was super important to my parents. 
um, and which is great. Um, and so I, I didn't really like, I don't remember that. Obviously I was super little. Um, they would throw me in the pool and I was like a baby, just like making sure I, I can swim. Um, and like scream for help. And, uh, <laughs> and I, <laughs> then I got into rec swimming when I was a little older and, um, I did it with my friends. It was just a summer like thing to do. Like everyone in Arizona does it. Everyone does rec swimming here. It's so hot. So why not swim? Um, cause that's the only thing you can do when you're outdoors here. It's like 115 degrees every day. <laughs> so, um, we did rec swimming every summer. Um, I was so competitive. Like I would get so nervous before my races and stuff. Like I took it like so seriously. Like it was my mom would be like, calm down. It's like just a wreck me. Like it's supposed to be fun. Like you're not supposed to be like crazy serious about it. I'm like, no, I have to win. Like <laughs> I loved it. And so uh, my mom's like, okay, you need to go into club swimming. We need to like make your ego not be as big about mm -hmm. swimming. And so um, they put me into club swimming when I was like 11 and, um, I did it for about a month and I had a really, really tough coach shout out coach Cindy. Um, she <laughs> was very, very tough. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm gonna have to do this every day. Like swimming is so hard. And so I quit for about a year and then I went back into it like before I turned 12. Um, and I went back into it and I was like, you know what, like, I'll be fine. Like if I could just get through it, start getting better and like figure it out because that's just how swimming is when you're trying new things. Like it's all about repetition and you like find like comfort in the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I've like really learned like growing up. And so, um, I moved through like my groups and stuff. Um, and I, I ended up really in enjoying it like especially with like my coach Ryan like he made me love swimming like I love it I don't know what I'd do without it yeah and so uh you, you talked about your coach Ryan um Ryan Kent he was the head age group coach at the YMCA Westside Silver Fens in Goodyear Arizona um he he died nearly two years ago yeah. uh today it was it was yeah, it's, 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 it's almost been two years since, um, you know, he, like he, he was your coach, um, as, as a younger child, he, he was, he coached Cal All-Americans, Tyler Messerschmidt, uh, Amy Bilquist, um, he coached, uh, Asia Mines, um, and, 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 and he coached Kennedy Noble. Um, and so to tell me about what made Brian such a special coach and how he developed, you know, your love for swimming so much. Yeah, he was like, Oh my gosh, anyone who meets him, you're just like, he's like the best human being on the planet Earth. Like he's so selfless. He's so like invested in everyone. Like he had such an individualized relationship with, with every swimmer that he's had. Like he treated his swimmers like his babies. Like that was just like, he was so invested in it. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like, focus on yourself sometimes like talk about yourself and all that kind of stuff because he was just like he wanted to just know everything like he didn't know my sister much like my sister didn't come to practice like she didn't come you know um she has her own things and um anytime she came over like at like to watch a 
swim meet or something he like knew everything about it just like how's tennis how is like school doing like I heard you're like in choir and all this kind of stuff like he's just so invested in everyone's lives and I think it just having that like feeling of just being so cared for um and he just only wanted the best for everybody um he was always right I will say that he was like always right um and like if I'm just like not feeling great at practice he's like some days he'll be like okay like let's take this day off or like no like you're fine like let's go like I always end up having like the best practices that day like when I'm just like because he just knows he knows what to say um I loved it I just love the way he coached. Like I'm that kind of person who's super ambitious in practice. Like he'll just call out like a crazy time, like at the end of practice, I'm like, all right, like we'll see. And I'll go like literally the time or two seconds under it, like that kind of stuff. And I was like 13, like going best times in practice. It was so fun. Like he just made practice so fun. Um, But it was also, we worked so hard. Like, and that's what I learned the being comfortable with the uncomfortable. just like the repetition and the just really getting into those sets and just pushing through it. Um, like we would do like my favorite sets. He made my favorite sets like 10, 200 free best average. Like now I love that stuff. And so, well, depends on the day, but <laughs> um, he just taught me how to just like trust the process and just love swimming um and have a really good relationship with your teammates um it's it's absolutely amazing yeah wow wow I'm, I'm a little taken aback that you know that was a really a really heartfelt uh um testimonial and and I mean obviously um we we reported um when when coach Ryan passed a couple of years ago you know a- Amy Bilquist had um made it a made a website commemorating the impact he left on his swimmers and, and she, you know, also gave a very heartfelt testimonial. And, um, I mean, it, it seems like he had a very big impact on, on, on a lot of young swimmers. Yes, um, for sure. And so, you know, how, how, how have you been able to carry that forward? Um, once you pass through Ryan's group into the, the, the group you, you're in now. Yeah. So, um, no, it's, it was a little bit of a hard transition. Um, he passed away like two months after I moved up into senior elite on our team. Um, and it, I guess I'm like grateful for that. Cause it like, obviously, oh my gosh, it like hurt so bad. Um, but I think it was just like, I don't know it, I just went into the group and I'm like, okay, like, I think he was just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to think about it, but, um, it was a bit of a hard transition just because I would go and sit down, um, on the pool deck every day after my senior elite practice. Cause I'm, I wasn't in this group anymore, obviously. And, um, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so hard, Ryan. Like, I don't know. I'm going to get through this. And, um, cause it, Darian, my coach now, he does totally different training than Ryan did. Um, and it was, Darian's a lot more specified. Um, and I, I did everything in Ryan's group and I, I kind of still do. Um, and 
uh, it was just really hard not having him anymore because I was so close to him. I like told him everything. <laughs> like he was like my best friend. I literally told him everything. And so I'm like, I felt so empty, like going and I kind of lost a bit of motivation um, after that happened. And um, it was it was a bit tough. Um, and then after a few months of just like kind of grieving and um, that kind of stuff, like, and everyone supported each other so much. It brought everyone so close together. Um, it, it made us so unified. Um, and that's what really helped me bounce back. And I'm sure that goes for a lot of other people on the swim team. Um, it, it definitely like really put this like, I don't know, vibe I'll say that again, like vibes that just like, everyone's like, Hey, we're all going through the same thing and we're just going to help each other get through it. Um, and come out of it even better. Um, and so we've had that attitude ever since then, like, we're still like that. Like we all work our butts off every day together. And it's, it, it just helps knowing that we're all going through the same thing. And, um, there's no competition of like, who's like, sad or whatever like that kind of stuff like everyone's just there for each other um and I I just love that and we do get that reputation for a team like if anyone visits our team like we're like the closest team they've ever met like we're a really close team and I'm so grateful for that so it's really helped like transitioning into senior elite um it's been I've, I've been better than ever like it's it's great yeah I, I mean I you mentioned gratitude when you when you started um answering that question. And it, it, I mean, it, it seems like what coach Ryan gave his swimmers was, um, was the ability to keep growing and keep moving forward when they left his group, you know, w- without him. And obviously, you know, y- you don't want to <laughs> lose, lose him in life, but I think the sign of a great, uh, of a truly great coach is the ability to, to give their swimmers the tools to, you know, survive and, and thrive without, without them definitely Um, and it was yeah I he has definitely had all of us grow as um people like outside of the pool like literally it's insane like and I think like after he passed away I'm pretty like we all were like so sad we were like having a memorial and everything and we're like you know what Ryan's probably thinking like get your butt back in the water like (laughs) you're fine like you're fine. Like, just keep swimming. <laughs> like, that's just what I thought of. Cause he's just, he's like, Hey, like you're good. Like he's, he made us really strong people like in the water and mentally. And it's great. And I, I mean, I, I also do think that's a testament to, to, to his coaching of, of how well you all were able to support each other. Um, I mean, that you know, like you said, it's, it sounds like a very tight knit family. And I think when, when you go through a loss like that and, and, and the grieving process, it's important to not just bottle it in and keep it to yourself, but really let your community, let your support system, uh, do, do just that support you. And, and it sounds like he, he set a foundation for, uh, for you all to be able to do that together. Yeah, definitely. So, so that's, I mean, you know, obviously that's a big loss, but it, it is cool to hear to this day, the impact that, that he has had on you on numerous other swimmers. Um, let's, let's, I'm going to pivot topics here. Um, another interesting part of your history, uh, is that your mom was in the UFC. 
did that so so how did you first find out about that yeah so she's my stepmom so she's married to my okay. mom um and she <laughs> I, so I met her when I was like eight years old, I think. So when I just like started like kind of swimming. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she's been a part of it all and people thought like, because she's in the UFC, they're like, Oh, like she's like super hardcore at home. Like, Oh my gosh. Like she's always training. She's and she actually made a rumor that I was running five miles a day. So people said that they were (laughs) five miles a day I don't know it was this crazy stuff but um yeah it definitely gave me a lot of anxiety I hated watching her fight like it was the worst ever I'm I'm like I'm sad she retired but I'm also glad she did because (laughs) like it was just it was really intense like just the weight cut and just she had to eat like salmon and peas with no salt like boiled salmon or grilled salmon like it was just like terrible just watching her go through it and then having to go in a ring and fight someone I was like no like this isn't no <laughs> it was awful <laughs> she was amazing though she was <laughs> like oh my gosh the uh yeah that uh my friends are are really big into UFC and I'll <laughs> I'll go over and to to their house and watch it with them because yeah. I like them and I like being around friends, but I do not enjoy watching the fight. I mean, I don't even have, you know, a dog in the fight per se. Like I don't, my mom's not, or my stepmom's not fighting. I don't know these people, but it's just like, God, that looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It was, yeah, especially when you're like there in person. Cause we typically watched it like on TV. We never went because it mm. would give my sister and I so much anxiety. Oh, I can uh, imagine. So like one time we went in person and there's just like, people were just mean. And so they're like, start booing or like something. I'm like, that's my mom. Like, <laughs> like I would just be so sad, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting thing. <laughs> man and so so what 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 i what i heard earlier was that she 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 was telling people oh yeah i I make i make them run five miles a day but but really she was she was 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 she more chill at home like did she ever you know did you guys ever work out with her did she did did the fact that she was uh in in the ufc actually affect your physical uh personal life at all or, or was that just not a thing i mean a little bit like we would do like when i was younger we would do dryland with her with a few other of my teammates like mm-hmm. we would all do it together it was like probably a group of like seven or eight of us um and she was really intense and i do not recommend having parents <laughs> because that was not fun <laughs> um <laughs> i hated that so that ended pretty quickly um but yeah, no, like there's nothing like I, yeah, people have this like thing about me and they're like, oh my gosh, she's like, they're crazy things at home. No, I go home and I eat ice cream and pizza and I'm a normal teenager. I do normal teenager things and um, I really enjoy it. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to do is just enjoy my teenage years um, and not take things so seriously. And um, I've, def- I've definitely had the freedom to do that, um, with my parents. They're, they're just kind of like, just roll with it. Like, they're just like, whatever, Kennedy, like 
you do whatever you want, you know? And I, I really appreciate it. I, uh, that seems nice. It's, it, that seemed like kind of the deal with your parents when you were talking about them earlier, when, 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 when you were describing your early years in the pool. And I think, uh, you know, when, when parents give their children the room to, 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 to do their own thing, it, it makes, you know, it gives them more of a sense of accomplishment, more accountability. And, you know, m- making mistakes can be a good thing because then if, if you make them on your own, you get to learn from them too. Yep. That is like what my parents live by. Nice. So yeah. So if you eat a whole pizza and a pint of ice cream in one night and you know, uh, you get to see how that feels the next day. Yep. That is, that's all on me. So (laughs) I love it. Uh, so so that's, we, we thought that was cool when, when, uh, when you committed to NC State, uh, we we did a little research, and you know our editor was like, oh, "I think her, I think her mom was in the UFC. That might be kind of cool." And so had to ask <laughs> you about that. But of course, again, again, we'll pivot. We'll we'll get we'll get back to you. Um, you've been you you've been you know a a good swim for a while. You mentioned that you kind of you're kind of all over the place in terms of of your training. Um, you have elite level freestyle backstroke butterfly. I am they're, they're They're all up to stuff. They're all pretty speedy. Um, and, and you're only, you know, you're entering your junior year in high school this year. Um, tell me about your breaststroke. Um, okay. So I've actually been discussing this with my coach. He will not let me swim breaststroke. Like he refuses. I don't think he wants to watch it. Um, <laughs> I wanted some breaststroke so bad, like tapered because I'm so interested to see what I can go. Um, but I did have a dual meet, um, with my high school team on Thursday and we did the two medley relay and I did the breaststroke leg for fun and I went to 28. And so I was like, I really need to some breaststroke. <laughs> Darren won't let me, but he did that did make him think a little bit. And so I might be swimming brushstroke soon, like in November, um, suited up, which will be like the first time never. Um, <laughs> so I'm really interested to see what I can go. I want to swim the hundred breasts, the two breasts. No hundred breasts, maybe. Uh, okay. So let's, let's give our listeners a little, a little more context. Um, Kennedy goes to double O in the 200 IM you're 416, 400 IM, uh, and you go 28 apparently in the 50 breaststroke, which is, that's, that's serious speed. Uh, I was, I was not a good swimmer. You know, I was a very mediocre swimmer. That's faster than I ever went. I went a 29 and a 50 breast on a medley relay. And I was really stoked about that. You go 28. That's, 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 that's kicking. That's moving. I, I felt good that day. So it was, it was fun. <laughs> uh, nice. So, t- so, so let's, let's get a little, I, I asked you the breaststroke question for fun. I didn't expect to get a 2850 breast out of it. So that, that was, uh, that's, that's fun, but <laughs> so let's, let's talk a little bit more seriously about your training. Um, you, you have obviously now you have four really strong strokes. Um, were, were you brought up that way? Did, did you always kind of diversifying your training. Um, do you have a favorite stroke now or a favorite way to train now? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always trained really like all over the place. Like I trained distance, I trained, I am, I trained everything all the time, which I'm so glad 
that um, my coach did that because it helps. Like, I believe that like, if you improve your worst stroke, you improve your best stroke. Like, even if you're not training that stroke. Um, and so I've always focused on um, training everything. And so, <laughs> and so Good belief. I, um, I train, I am like all the time, like this morning I trained, I am, which was, it was a hard set this morning, but, um, no, I, I almost always train. I am. And then sometimes I'll, I don't typically train breaststroke. Um, but it depends on the day it, I am. That's good enough. Like I just need breaststroke for my, I am, um, I don't think I'll ever end up swimming the hundred breast, but, um, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Never say never. If you're, if you're right, if you're going out and 28 who knows <laughs> but um I yeah I just I've always trained like just everything and I really like it it's just really made me enjoy swimming even more just because um I'm always trying new things and um it's fun to try new things like you can get bored with just training like backstroke all the time um and so it's it's good like training everything um, sometimes it's a lot of, I am, and I get a little sick of it, but it, it helps, um, for sure. But I'd say I definitely lean towards, I don't know necessarily training butterfly, but I do love racing butterfly. It's a really fun stroke to swim. Yeah. It's really, really fun stroke to race for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned you lean towards racing, but yeah, I was a tuner butterflyer. I, I trained butterfly a lot and I, I, racing butterfly was always fun. I, I always, I was a practice swimmer. I, I would go best times at practice and then not do them in meets, but, uh, that was, that was pretty much me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so let's, uh, get into some of your favorite memories. You've, you're a junior national champion. You're an Arizona state champion. Um, what, what, what's, what's, what's one or two favorite meets that you have been to, uh, in your career so far? Yeah. Um, I can definitely think of one. Um, is I was 14, um, and it was at sectionals in Mount hood, um, in like July, I think. So it was like two years ago. Um, and, uh, I swam the 200 back that I think like my seat time going in was like a, 226 or 225 I forgot something or wait no 221 and then okay. um, is this sorry is this uh spring or summer sectionals summer yeah so this so is long, this course. Is long course okay um and then I did prelims it hurt really bad 200 back in the morning on the first day <laughs> not it not it not it so bad <laughs> so um I went like 219 so I dropped a few seconds and when you're 14 that's typical like you always drop time <laughs> <laughs> typical <laughs> like it's your drop time like every race tapered or not like you don't even taper you're just swimming fast which is fun I miss those days um but uh that night I don't even know what I was thinking um but I was racing against um this girl I think she's from China her name's Emmy Moranuki. I think that's her name. Um, and she was so fast and I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to like go fast and like try and beat her. And she was like super muscular. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is scary. And, um, 
uh, and I was so intimidated by her. So my coach, this is actually a really funny story. My coach was like, Hey, like, why don't you just talk to her? Like people, like once you get to know people, they're not as scary. And so I was like, okay, like that sounds good. And so we're sitting in the chairs, like before we, um, like go up to race, like we do our walkout and stuff. And I was like, hi, like, how are you doing? And she's like, she looks at me. She's like, I was like, oh, what? And she's like, I don't speak English. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> and I was like, no. And I was like, well, good luck. And she's like, you too. Um, but it was, it was really funny. But I, I think that experience just helped me be like, okay, like people are as scary. Like even just that small, like conversation. Um, and then I go into the race and I didn't beat her but it was close. Um, but I ended up going like my first trial cut. It was like before the times came out for 2020. Um, okay. so this was like, in, it was like a few months before they came out. Um, but I got like the 2016 trial cut. It was like a 214 something. And, um, I was like super excited and, um, it was just like, it was such a good feeling because I came out and I, it was like the first race where I really was like, Oh wow. Like I like, I need to stop like just doubting myself. Um, cause like you, anyone can do anything like literally the sky's the limit. Like you could, whatever you put your mind to, you could literally do. And since that day, like I've really thought of that and, um, just the amount of support I got from my teammates was just unreal. Like, and it was, it just really set off like, for a really great meet for both my teammates and I. And um, it was so fun. Like it was a really fun meet. That pool is amazing too. I love it. <laughs> Mount Mount Hood, huh? Isn't that's like a pretty small town in Oregon, right? Yeah, but it's like the prettiest pool ever. Like the pool is like blue. Like it looks like they dye the water. It's the weirdest thing ever. It's so nice. pretty. It's like in a forest too. Like yeah, I've, I mean, I've heard Mount Hood is very pretty because it's yeah. like in the middle of nowhere but i didn't realize they had a pool yeah. <laughs> a, a, a long course pool yeah uh, <laughs> even like an indoor like warm-up warm-down pool it's like really fancy I love wow that. i yeah. i'll have to get out there one day uh no. <laughs> so so hold on let's go back to your swim you went from a 221 to a 214 in one day yeah, 200 meter backstroke. Uh, did 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 you have a goal heading into that swim? I mean, did you even was was an Olympic trials? You know, essentially no. an Olympic trials cut even on your radar? Not at all. I was not thinking about that whatsoever. Actually, my coach, I remember, she's like, just go like 217, like just get like right, like sort of like next, like as close as you can to the trial cut. Like that was just like get as close as you can. Um, and yeah, I was, I was not expecting it. It definitely did hurt though. <laughs> so what did your coach say after that swim? They were speechless. They didn't. They were like, <laughs> okay. Like... Um, all right. 214. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Why not? Um, let's, yeah. let's just keep the ball rolling. I'm going to be a bit more um, ambitious about the times I'm giving you. <laughs> we were always like that, but it was, it's a 200 back. So I, yeah, you never know. Like it could either go really good or really bad. So I feel like there's no in between. 200 is a stroke or finicky for sure. Um, 
so so we talked a little bit about your training do you, i i love asking people do you have a favorite set do you have a do you have one practice that has stood out to you is like okay that's that's been like one of my best practices of all time um yeah all right i definitely do it's one of ryan's sets um we did it a few times because i loved it so much um my teammates hated me for it <laughs> uh, but it was like I have it written down in my notes. I think if I can pull it up, but I do remember it was um, like a hundred, wait, it was like, oh, I'm trying to think. It's like five, four rounds. You start off with a 400 IM. This sounds nuts, but you start off with a 4 IM and then you do four 125s where it's like so confusing. It like might not make sense, but um, you go, um, 25 stroke, 100 free. Oh, I'm getting your call. Sorry. It's okay. Um, oh my gosh. Um, and it goes like 25 stroke, 100 free, 50 stroke, 75 free, um, 75 stroke, like going through that process. Mm -hmm. And then you do another 4am and then, um, you do that five times. And there's a 4 a.m. in between each like set of uh, 4125s. So I think it ended up being like six or seven. I don't know, but I loved it. I don't know why. <laughs> so, um, right. so like the first time you go through that, is there like the four, the, the stroke in the 4125s is butterfly? Yeah. So I pretty much, okay. yeah. And then so there's, there's backstroke four and then. Yeah, so there's five 400 IMs, I think. I think that, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was, like, the best set ever. I don't know why. I, like, got out of practice, and I was like, I loved that set so much. And my coach was like, what? <laughs> He's like, um, you're crazy. I don't know why. I thought I was crazy, too. Like, I understand. Like, that's – it wasn't – it typically wouldn't be a very fun set, but I liked it. <laughs> It, are, so the 400 IMs, are they descend? Are they all fast? What's, what was the, was there any goal for those? I think it was like focusing on like a lap per like stroke. So like the first lap of each stroke was fast and the second, third, fourth. And then the last one was obviously all fast because that's how swimming works. You're always fast at the end. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that sounds like a killer set, but, uh, but if, if you liked it, then there you go. <laughs> that was good. <clears throat> nice. Um, all right. So, so, uh, Kennedy to wrap things up here. Um, you know, we talked about how your last couple weeks have been going, you swim in five to seven every morning, which like you said, it's a grind, but grateful to get the pool time. Um, yeah. What are you looking forward to? You mentioned a meet in November. Um, take me through your next couple of weeks, couple of months. Um, do you have short-term goals for the for, for that period? And and if so, what are they? Yeah. Um, so we're starting to wrap up our high school season. Um, so we have districts next weekend. Um, and so I'm pretty much swimming. That's our only qualifying meet for state. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll be swimming the 100 back in 2 a.m. again, like I did last year. Um, 
because I I've, I've really enjoyed the two I am lately um and I just learned a new thing wearing a nose plug that's like the secret I don't know I love it like I don't know I tried it for the first time a few months ago and I was like I'm doing that every two I am like it was great that bucket turn no uh, yeah I get <laughs> it after that back <laughs> I'm dead so <laughs> it really helps um but I, I yeah I have districts it's like four meets in a row like every weekend starting next weekend so I have districts state um and then I'm pretty sure it's U.S. Open um in Irvine uh and then we have a Ryan Kett Open so we have like a meet every year now um for him which is great I love it um and I don't really know how that meet's gonna work but that's the meet I might swim the 100 breast which is exciting but <laughs> we'll see what happens but um hopefully he actually enters me in it <laughs> but, um yeah I definitely am looking forward to um swimming the 100 back and two back at U.S. Open um because now they have those time standards out to make the national junior team and that's something I'm really looking forward to um and it'll be really interesting because it's only a time final meet. And so you're only swimming each race once. You get one shot. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll just put a bunch of pressure on myself. I usually work well under pressure. So hopefully I just like make myself really nervous and I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> I, I really am hoping that works out for you. Uh, <laughs> Well, Kennedy, thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your morning to sit down and talk with me for a while. It was really great getting to know you. And um, maybe we'll, we'll have to check, it, check in after this slew of meets and see how the breaststroke goes, see how the time finals at US Open go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be very interesting. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.